0: This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by
1: IVP. Do you want to deepen your understanding of theology, ministry, leadership, justice, and more? Stay tuned to Learn About Seminary Now, a streaming video platform to help church leaders meet the demands of ministry today. And by Truth's Table.
0: If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Your Word is truth,
1: Your Word is life. Presented by Inner City Press. Your Word is truth, Your Word is life. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan.
0: Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us.
1: Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, Nehemiah chapter 12, verses 1 through 26. The priests and the Levites who returned to Jerusalem. These are the priests and Levites who returned with Zerubbabel, son of Shiltiel, and Jeshua, Saraiya, Jeremiah, Ezra, Amariah, Melech, Hattush, Shechaniah. Rehum, Merimoth, Iddo, Ginnathon, Abijah, Mejamim, Moadiah, Gilgal, Shemaiah, Jorib, Dediah, Salu, Amok, Hilkiah, and Dediah. These were the leaders of the priests and their colleagues in the days of Jeshua. And the Levites, Jeshua, Benuai, Kadmiel, Sherbi, Judah, and Mattaniah, who together with his colleagues was in charge of the songs of thanksgiving. Vakbakiah, and Unai, their colleagues, stood opposite them in the services. Jeshua was the father of Joachim. Joachim was the father of Elishib. Elishib was the father of joyada joyada was the father of Jonathan. And Jonathan was the father of Jadué. In the days of Joachim, these were the priests who were leaders of the families of Sariah, Miriah, of Jeremiah, Hananiah, of Ezra, Meshulam, of Amariah, Jehohanan, of Maluk, Jonathan, of Shekaniah, Joseph, of Harem, Adnah, of Mermoth, Helkiah, of Ido, Zechariah, of Ginnathon, Meshulam, of Abijah, Zikri, of Miniamim, and of Moadiah, Pilti, of Bilga, of Shemua, Shemiah, Jehonathan, of Joyarib Matinah, of Jediah, Uzai, of Salu, Kalii Of Amok, Eber, of Hilkiah, Hashabiah, of Jediah, Nathaniel. As for the Levites in the days of Elishib, Joiada, Johanan, and Jedueh, the heads of families were recorded, as were the priests during the reign of Darius the Persian. The descendants of Levi were recorded in the book of the Chronicles as heads of families up to the days of Johanan, son of Elishib. And the leaders of the Levites were Hashabiah, Sherebiah, Jeshua, son of Cadmiel, and their colleagues, who stood opposite them to offer praise and thanks, one contingent corresponding to the other, as specified by David, the man of God. Mataniah, Bakbakiah, Obadiah, Meshulam, Talman, and Aqab were gatekeepers who were guarding the storerooms at the gates. These all served in the days of Joachim, son of Jeshua, son of Jozedek, and in the days of Nehemiah, the governor, and of Ezra, the priestly scribe. First Chronicles chapter 9, verses 1-34 through 34. Genealogical records were kept for all Israel. They are recorded in the scroll of the kings of Israel, exiles who resettled in Jerusalem. The people of Judah were carried away to Babylon because of their unfaithfulness. The first to resettle on their property and in their cities were some Israelites, priests, Levites, and temple servants some from the tribes of Judah Benjamin and Ephraim and Manasseh settled in Jerusalem the settlers included Uthiah, son of Amahud, son of Amri son of Imri son of Benai who was a descendant of Perez son of Judah from the Shilonites Asiah the firstborn and his sons from the descendants of Zerah, Guel their relatives numbered 690 from the descendants of Benjamin Salu son of Meshulam son of Hodaviah son of Hashnuaiah Ibniah son of Jeroham Eli son of Uzai son of Mikri and Meshulam son of Sheftiah son of Reuel son of Ibnijai their relatives listed in their genealogical records numbered 956 all these men were leaders of their families from the priests, Dediah Jehorib Jachin Ezraiah son of Hilkiah Son of Meshulam, son of Zadok, son of Marioth, son of Ahitub, the leader in God's temple; Adiah, son of Jeroham, son of Peshur, son of Malkijah, and Meseiah, son of Adiel, son of Jazira, son of Meshulam, son of Meshalemith, son of Immer. Their relatives, who were leaders of their families, numbered one thousand seven hundred sixty. They were capable men who were assigned to carry out the various tasks of service in God's temple. From the Levites. Shemaiah, son of Hashab, son of Azrakam, son of Hashabiah, a descendant of Merari. Bakbakar, Harish, Galel, Mataniah, son of Mekah, son of Zichri, son of Asaph. Obadiah, son of Shemaiah, son of Galel, son of Jeduthan. And Barakiah, son of Asa, son of Elkaniah, who lived among the settlements of the Netophathites. The gatekeepers were. Shalem, Achab, Talmon, Ahimon, and their brothers. Shalem was the leader. He serves to this day at the king's gate on the east. These were the gatekeepers from the camp of the descendants of Levi. Shalem, son of Kore, son of Ebiassaph, son of Korah, and his relatives from his family, the Korahites, were assigned to guard the entrance to the sanctuary. Their ancestors had guarded the entrance to the Lord's dwelling place. Phinehas, son of Eleazar, had been their leader in earlier times, and the Lord was with him. Zechariah, son of Michalamiah, was a guard at the entrance to the meeting tent. All those selected to be gatekeepers at the entrances numbered 212. Their names were recorded in the genealogical records of their settlements. David and Samuel the prophet had appointed them to their positions. They and their descendants were assigned to guard the gates of the Lord's sanctuary. That is, the tabernacle. The gatekeepers were posted on all four sides east, west, north, and south. Their relatives, who lived in their settlements, came from time to time and served with them for seven day periods. The four head gatekeepers, who were Levites, were assigned to guard the storerooms and treasuries in God's sanctuary. They would spend the night in their posts all around God's sanctuary for they were assigned to guard it and would open it with the key every morning. Some of them were in charge of the articles used by those who served. They counted them when they brought them in and when they brought them out. Some of them were in charge of the equipment and articles of the sanctuary, as well as the flour, wine, olive oil, incense, and spices. But some of the priests mixed the spices. Metathiah, a Levite, the firstborn son of Shalem, the Korite, was in charge of baking the bread for offerings. Some of the Kohathites, their relatives, were in charge of preparing the bread that is displayed each Sabbath. The musicians and Levite family leaders stayed in rooms at the sanctuary and were exempt from other duties. For day and night, they had to carry out their assigned tasks. These were the family leaders of the Levites, as listed in their genealogical records. They lived in Jerusalem. Psalm 87, written by the Korahites, a psalm, a song. The Lord's city is in the holy hills. The Lord loves the gates of Zion more than all the dwelling places of Jacob. People say wonderful things about you, O city of God. Selah. I mentioned Rahab and Babylon to my followers here at Philistia and Tyre, along with Ethiopia. It is said of them, this one was born there. But it is said of Zion's residents, each one of these was born in her, and the Most High makes her secure. The Lord writes in the census book of the nations, this one was born there, Selah. As for the singers, as well as the pipers, all of them sing within your walls. Psalm 93, the Lord reigns. He is robed in majesty. The Lord is robed. He wears strength around his waist. Indeed, the world is established. It cannot be moved. Your throne has been secure from ancient times. You have always been king. The waves roar, O Lord. The waves roar. The waves roar and crash above the sound of the surging water and the mighty waves of the sea. The Lord sits enthroned in majesty. The rules you set down are completely reliable. Holiness aptly adorns your house, O Lord, forever. New Testament reading, Revelation chapter 13, verse 11 through Revelation chapter 14. Then I saw another beast coming up from the earth. He had two horns like a lamb, but was speaking like a dragon. He exercised all the ruling authority of the first beast on his behalf and made the earth and those who inhabit it worship the first beast, the one whose lethal wound had been healed. He performed momentous signs, even making fire come down from heaven to earth, in front of people. And by the signs he was permitted to perform on behalf of the beast, he deceived those who live on the earth. He told those who live on the earth to make an image to the beast, who had been wounded by the sword, but still lived. The second beast was empowered to give light to the image of the first beast, so that it could speak, and could cause all those who did not worship the image of the beast to be killed. He also caused everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to obtain a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. Thus no one was allowed to buy or sell things unless he bore the mark of the beast, that is, his name or his number. This calls for wisdom. Let the one who has insight calculate the beast's number, for it is man's number, and his number is 666. Chapter 14 an interlude, the song of the 144,000. Then I looked, and there was the Lamb standing on Mount Zion, and with him were 144,000, who had his name and his Father's name written on their foreheads. I also heard a sound coming out of heaven, like the sound of many waters and like the sound of loud thunder. Now the sound I heard was like that made by harpists, playing their harps, and they were singing a new song before the throne and before the four living creatures and the elders. No one was able to learn the song except the 144,000 who had been redeemed from the earth. These are the ones who have not defiled themselves with women, for they are virgins. These are the ones who follow the lamb wherever he goes. These were redeemed from humanity as first fruits to God and to the lamb, and no lie was found on their lips. They are blameless. Three Angels and Three Messages Then I saw another angel flying directly overhead, and he had an eternal gospel to proclaim to those who live on the earth, to every nation, tribe, language, and people. He declared in a loud voice, Fear God and give him glory, because the hour of his judgment has arrived, and worship the one who made heaven and earth, the sea and the springs of water. A second angel followed the first, declaring, Fallen, fallen is Babylon, the great city. She made all the nations drink of the wine of her immoral passion. A third angel followed the first two, declaring in a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and his image, and takes the mark on his forehead or his hand, that person will also drink of the wine of God's anger that has been mixed undiluted in the cup of his wrath. And he will be tortured with fire and sulfur, in front of the holy angels and in front of the Lamb. And the smoke from their torture will go up forever and ever, and those who worship the beast and his image will have no rest day or night, along with anyone who receives the mark of his name. This requires the steadfast endurance of the saints, those who obey God's commandments and hold to their faith in Jesus. Then I heard a voice from heaven say, Write this, Blessed are the dead those who die in the Lord from this moment on. Yes, says the spirit, so they can rest from their hard work because their deeds will follow them. Then I looked and a white cloud appeared and seated on the cloud was one like a son of man. He had a golden crown on his head and a sharp sickle in his hand. Then another angel came out of the temple shouting in a loud voice to the one seated on the cloud, use your sickle and start to reap because the time to reap has come, since the earth's harvest is ripe. So the one seated on the cloud swung his sickle over the earth, and the earth was reaped. Then another angel came out of the temple in heaven, and he too had a sharp sickle. Another angel, who was in charge of the fire, came from the altar and called in a loud voice to the angel who had the sharp sickle. Use your sharp sickle and gather the clusters of grapes off the vine of the earth, because its grapes are now ripe. So the angel swung his sickle over the earth and gathered the grapes from the vineyard of the earth and tossed them into the great winepress of the wrath of God. Then the winepress was stomped outside the city, and blood poured out of the winepress up to the height of the horse's bridles for a distance of almost 200 miles. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Gracious and holy and righteous God, we thank you, O Lord, for your word. We thank you that you are the God of yesterday, today, and forever. And God, we recognize that you and you alone know the hour, the moment, and the day of your return. And Christ, we are want to be found among those who are waiting for you. For your word reminds us that you are returning for those who are waiting for your return. And God, we wait patiently for your return, O Lord. We thank you, O God, that even though you have not returned to us fully in your glorified state, Lord Jesus Christ, you have given to us your Holy Spirit, the Comforter, and that you are still Emmanuel, God with us. We thank you, Triune God, that you have always been with us. You were with humanity in the cool of the day, walking through the garden after those who had sinned against you. You, Lord Jesus Christ, were fully man and fully God amongst the people of the earth. And the Holy Spirit has come. And so we thank you, O Lord, Triune God, that you don't give us the silent treatment. You have not turned away from your people. You have been seeking after us from the very beginning of humanity's story. And so we thank you for this reality and this truth that you are and will always be God with us. And as we reflect on your holy word and we even look at the book of Revelation, a book that has been of much, much controversy, oh God, where there have been debates about what the meaning of these texts really say for us today and what they said in the past. And God, we are reminded that while your word is true, that it often can trip up your people. It can cause us to find ourselves into different traditions and denominations because of interpretations of one verse here and one verse there. But I thank you, O God, that you are a keeper amongst your people, that those that you have called unto yourself, the invisible church, even with our interpretations and misinterpretations, O God, you are upholding your people. And there is grace. There is grace even within the diversity of interpretation, knowing that you are the truth and you hold the truest meaning of your word. And so we seek you now, O God, to impart your Holy Spirit afresh, that we might have divine wisdom to understand your word and to run from, from fights and arguments, O God, but instead to rest in your sure promises that are yes and amen. Grant us spiritual clarity that we might understand your word for what it truly says and for for what your true intentions are for us to have in beholding your word. Help us to be people of your word who speak it, who know it, who love it, who embody it, oh God. And we cannot do that by pulling ourselves up by our spiritual bootstraps, oh God. Oh no, we have to be made anew by you. We have to be filled with your spirit. We have to be submitted to your will, even if we don't quite understand it. And so, God, we ask that you would grow the fruit of the spirit in us, that you would make us mature, that you would do the work of sanctification, for you are holy and you make your people holy. So grant us a holy imagination from on high to understand your word, to rightly divide it, and to apply it to our lives. As we await for your return, Lord Jesus, come quickly, Lord, for the ones who are waiting for you. It is in Christ's name we pray, amen and amen. Seminary Now is an on-demand subscription-based educational platform for pastors and lay church leaders, featuring many of your favorite IVP authors like Esau McCulley, Tish Harrison Warren, Chad Brennan, and myself, Christina Barland Edmondson. These video courses and certification programs deliver exclusive biblical, theological, and practical ministry training from a diverse group of leading educators and thought leaders. Accessible and convenient Seminary Now courses cover practical ministry subjects like preaching, evangelism, mental health, racial reconciliation, women in ministry, and more. Visit seminarynow.com to start learning today.